0: You're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 67, Sloths and Bears. This week, my audio was fine, but Jessica was calling via Skype on her phone, so her sound levels are a little dodgy at times. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day Day of Fun. Fun. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Rosie. Technology will not best us. So Jessica is calling from her mobile. My laptop is sad and it makes me sad. I know. It's well, it makes right me livid it. actually. But yeah. that's, you know. Anyway, I think it's fixed. I just need it back now. But That's fine. It's fine. Damn you, Spotify app. I know. After all the times we spent plugging their Discover weekly playlist and actually it was messing up your computer. But it's okay because I usually listen to it in the browser anyway, so it's fine. How was your Halloween buffet? Our Halloween Buffett was a roaring success, as I'm sure you can imagine. Oh, I've seen the pictures. Did I send you any pictures of food or did I just send you pictures of Roxy the the brownie bear standing outside the door? You sent a picture of Roxy the brownie bear and a close-up of your face. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll send you a picture of the table. Yes, at work we had, um, after the success of our Valentine's buffet, we decided to have a Halloween one because Halloween fell on Saturday and it was really handy so we were in for a long day. So we had a dinner break all together and we decided to have a halloween buffet we were very restrained in fact originally we were getting wildly carried away like we'll have halloween themed snacks and we'll have like peeled grapes that look like eyeballs and we'll do like really gross like not great we're cute halloween we don't do gross <laughs> halloween no that's disgusting so but mostly it was just food. Food. it was more dessert well, sweet heavy than it had been previous than like the last one um which we knew because it's halloween so a lot of us baked um, I made chocolate brownies. One of the girls made a carrot cake. Did you take the hummus that you had signed up for? I did, I did. We did our usual sign-up list to give people a sort of jumping-off point. It's not exhaustive, but it gives everyone an idea and sort of guarantees a, a reasonable selection to start with. One of the girls had done gingerbread men, but she'd iced them to look like skeletons. They're really cute and tasty. Oh, adorable! Oh, that's what I did, and I will tweet a picture of this. I spent a lovely 20 minutes doing craft, which is where you take a Sharpie, or any kind of permanent marker. Many are available. And you decorate satsumas, or clementines and tangerines, whatever, to look like pumpkins. (laughs) So cool. That's very cute. It's just drawing lots of little black triangles on things. I tried to get creative and do them all different. So some of them were a bit left field by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. There was one with a pirate patch, and there was one with a a sort of scar running down its face, which is quite cool. When I was in Edinburgh, my friend Bridie had all her fires. They didn't say that her show was free. So we would spend evenings in, writing free on the flyer. And my friend Stuart, it turns out, is a beautiful calligrapher. (laughs) Not intentionally. Everyone else was just sort of scrolling it on. I wasn't even joining in. I was like, I'm ill, I'll just watch. And then Stuart started producing these beautiful things in all these varied styles. It was very impressive. Amazing. He should hone this skill somehow. Well, my Halloween was good fun.
1: I started by going
0: to a birthday party. Which is obviously not Halloween related, but it was friend of the show, host of Symphonies and Stacks and my great chum Lucy's birthday. Just she is on Halloween, which I always forget. Happy birthday, Lucy. And so she had a roll doll themed tea party. Well that is fabulous. She had Bruce Bogtrotter cake. Did she have the the giant crocodile No made she of did have that recipe book but she, as we were talking about it, and she says, you, it looks great. And then you read the recipe, and it's clearly disgusting because it's like a baguette that you cover in spinach or something to make it look like a crocodile. <laughs> and so it would make a great centrepiece. But the idea of the food is actually it, you slice the baguette up in half part way along and prop it open so you it's. You can mouth. open it as its mouth. And then you lay out ham as a tongue. <laughs> I mean, that's and you amazing. think, oh, I get it, but oh, no. There was Bruce Bogdraut cake and peaches Yep. and big bunting that said eat up maggots and I arrived dressed as Kimmy Schmidt because I was going to a Halloween party <laughs> afterwards which I then went to where I was Kimmy Schmidt but it was my friend's cat's house and her room was the Rocky Horror Room so she was showing Rocky Horror and repeat and that was good fun oh, that's a nice idea to have like different themed rooms in your house yeah so there was a chill out room a little rave room which obviously became Discount Willow obviously and there was a Rocky Horror Room it was great. Yay, Halloween! Lucy and I are big fans of the Wittertainment Kermode and Mayo film review podcast. So for her birthday, I made her soft toy versions of Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. Yes, you did. The I've radio seen presenters, them. As you do. So I gave her those on her birthday. And then this weekend, she was going to their live show, The Movie Doctors, and she took them along and she has a picture that she sent me of... Kermode and Mayo holding mini Kermode and Mayo. That's and amazing. it's really cute because they're each holding the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> and she said they really like them, but they've made her promise not to put pins in them, which I think is fair. That seems fair, yes. Yeah. Having just tidied up the dining room from all the costume making for Comic Con. And swept up everything, put all the scraps away, tied it all up. Jumped up nice and tidy. Literally the next day, fabric everywhere all over again. Yeah, welcome to my life. And uh, thread all over the place. It's the threads. The pins you can get rid of quite easily, but the threads, Jessica. And then I turned my Roomba over and (laughs) the brush was just... I mean, it looked like one of those hair wraps you used to get on holiday. Yeah, again, welcome to my life. What you need to do is, um, yeah, you just hoover and you hoover and you hoover. And after a while, like, not, like, constantly for four hours in one go, I mean, just... Cumulatively, eventually it picks it all up. I mean, it picks it all up in one go. It's just you have to keep doing it. But you can then um, just take a pair of scissors and cut all the thread off of your hoover. For pins, what you need, my friend, is a telescopic magnet. Yes. I actually just picked up all the pins by hand. I mean, you can do that too, but it's not nearly as fun. Cutting all of the... Threads off the Roomba was very satisfying. Yesterday, I cleaned all my Hoover filters because I live a very varied social life. Oh, I love doing things like that. Oh, I'm going to clean my fridge. Like I'm going to take all the shells out of my fridge later. Oh, Can't see, wait. for my plan, I do that once a month, and that's for two Sundays' time. But this Sunday, it was Sunday is my day of jobs that only need to be done once a month on my cleaning schedule. Do you do all of them on the one set su- the, the the do you have like no, I spread the them one out Sunday so I have with... a four week cleaning so, rotor. Yeah. So everything nice. gets done over two nice. weeks because I don't have the energy to do it all in a week. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it repeats fortnightly, but there are some things that need to be done every month. So so fridge, uh, wiping down all my appliances in my kitchen I do once a month, cleaning the Roomba filters, but I've never got around to doing it before. But this fortnight, was, I did everything. Amazing. <laughs> I might descale my kettle later. Oh, I need to clean oh. my microwave. Jessica, we're the most boring people on the planet. <laughs> Hey, but I tell you what, I love cleaning microwave because you pop a little bowl of water in there, pop it on for a few seconds, let the steam do the work for you. Uh, I have a lemon that's going off that I'm going to use. Nice, yeah. I bought mm-hmm. lemons and limes for my tea party. Oh, I've got lemons in the, in the fridge. Uh, I had a gin and lemonade, I should have put lime in there. That's very irritating. Cause those limes I are am going there. to make a lemon drizzle cake possibly and I'm going to chop up the other ones I got a bag because it's like the most economical way to buy them except then I don't use them all so I i mean anyway but I'm going to chop them into slices pop them in a bag in the freezer and then you've got ice and slice in one oh very nice mm. that's that's I mean that's really mm. well thought through thank you yes this week I accidentally went viral a little bit well done you a tweet I tweeted well, had I didn't really notice so um, over 1200 retweets oh awesome and it was a bit confusing really But cool. Was that your um, Huffington Post? No, not at all. It wasn't any of the journalism I do. It wasn't any of my top quality jokes. Oh, in that case, I literally have no idea what you've done to go viral. Then it was a picture from the Lewis Bonfireworks. Oh yes, no, I did see that. I didn't realise that was what had been uh, retweeted. It went hog wild,
1: which is (laughs) actually appropriate
0: to this picture of David Cameron with a pig. Yeah, and uh, it's very confusing. And this sounds like a terrible humble brag because. It, it's there's a point where you're like, What stop it? It's not like that- what are you doing? And then it's really difficult to like get on with your day because notifications. I'm trying to actually talk to people I normally talk to on Twitter and... Yeah, it you was... don't want to turn your notifications off because then you miss things that you Yeah. Need. Uh but that was very weird. But fun, <laughs> I guess. Awesome. It was just a bit confusing. oh anyway, how exciting to have something I wrote get retweeted that much. It's still going, not that much. I mean, it's no How to Train Your Dragon by Glenn Weldon. <laughs> no. Which I think he still just occasionally turns up again. Yeah, I might we'll, we'll go and retweet both of those things this afternoon. <laughs> no! I mean, I, I retweeted the How to Train Your Dragon thing the first time around, but... Sometimes things come around again, and I think maybe I should Retweet It and Retweet It Again, because I like it so much. Yeah. Like, uh, Wrestler Frasier. You could, you could quote it, like, this time. Add my own little commentary. <laughs> Yeah, because then you can sort of just do Every it. Every single time it comes round, just add a bit extra. Well, I have had a fortnight of catching up with people. Um, I went to a friend's birthday party on Saturday, who I went to university with. Haven't seen him for a while, so that wasn't very nice. I had coffee with another friend who I hadn't seen for a while. Uh, so that was pleasant. And I met my friend's baby. Shona and Nancy came over to, to my house, and we had tea, and it was lovely. Nancy's a great name for a baby. Nancy's a great name for a baby. Is she named after Nancy Mitford? Presumably. Of course. Um, I don't know. I didn't inquire. So, there, that was lovely. And uh, I took my new pal, Roxy, who's the brownie bear, to work with me. Uh, so, at Brownies, we have a builder bear teddy. She's called Roxy, because I don't know if she still works, actually, but originally she had one of the sound box things in her that when you squeezed it it was the sound of 25 brownies shouting brownies rocks so she's called roxy boop, boop. and she has a little little brownie uniform on each week they take it in turns to take her home and they have a book that they can take pictures and write up their adventures that they have with her and it was half term and we sort of forgot to to switch her over so i took her and she went to work and she'd helped me and we went to halloween party And uh, we had a lovely day out in London. I can confirm that Jessica's pictures of this bear are the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I run a Twitter account. I mean, my bear runs a Twitter account already. But it was the way you'd taken all the pictures so slightly behind her head. So it was just like what she was doing and then her going down the escalator and a picture of her on the tube, which I really enjoyed because I knew that you would have had to take that picture. (laughs) Like 10 o'clock at night, just a lady on the tube with her bear. I love people watching, it's fine. But I should actually sort of tweet some of those and mm-hmm. uh, share them with the world. And uh, it also contained helpful advice that maybe I should put in the book for the brownies to learn from when they go on the tube. Things like, always stand on the right of the escalator. Yes. And always tap in and tap out to avoid being charge- overcharged. Yep. Don't get card clash. How does Roxy manage to have a contactless payment card and I don't have one? Because sort it out, my bank. I think it's, I still find it incredibly novel when it's chatting away and there's bips on their credit card. I know, card that's how the- I paid for coffee with Katie the other day. I was like, Bip? I mean, terribly open to fraud. Well, I know. Originally, I, got, I looked in my personal and went, oh, I have no change. So I got on my credit card. And then I looked down and realized that they had, as well as the normal chip and pin machine, they also had a contactless payment. So I put that away. Get out the other one. Bip. <laughs> it doesn't even go beep. Like, nothing happens. You just tap it and it goes, yep, payment received on the little screen. It's like, we're living in the future. Ooh, 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 Do people have robots in the future? I think they can in Europe. Jessica, what's your song? My song is Sunrays and Saturdays by Vertical Horizon from their album Running on Ice. Uh, they were formed in 1991 at uh, Georgetown University in Washington DC. Thank you. You are welcome. Top fives! Top fives. Oh, it's November now, and the weather has been... Well, it's what our two bossy dame friends call hashtag Gloomvember. November Rainy. It's actually not as bad today as it no. has been previously. It's not. It's not amazing. This weather, whatever. I mean, a full on gloomy day. Activate Rosie. Ka-ching. Full on gloomy day. If I don't have anything to do. Excellent. Well, if you don't have anything to do, out of the house. If you have things to do around the yeah. house, that's okay. Get all your lights on. Cup of tea. Yeah. Sneaky bit of Christmas music. What? I haven't. Don't worry. You know what? Christmas twenty four. Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. <laughs> that was a weird combination of Oh, Holy Night and an odd sketch, which went a bit strange, because uh, that won't make any sense. Anyway. Oh, Holy Night is, of course, my stress song. That When I'm stressed, I start singing <laughs> Oh, Holy Night in a very odd ghostly fashion. Oh, Holy Night. I have noticed that flying it with you is hilarious. <laughs> What's better than, as I'm sure you said before, when Tara and I fly, she starts cramming chocolate into her mouth at an unbelievable speed. And I start singing songs that I don't necessarily know the lyrics to. And it turns out coming home from Boston, my method is going, Rosie, 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 look out the window, look, you see Boston, it looks like Aleut Bill, Rosie, look, it's Boston. Yeah. Not because I was stressed, because I was overexcited. And I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, whatever, it's 11 o'clock, so I'm going to go sleep now. No, I don't want to eat masaka. What are you doing to me? So anyway, never mind, we're getting wildly off topic and we haven't even started. Today's top five is our top five rainy day films. These are the sort of films when you think, oh, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe I've got a blanket. Maybe I've got a slanket. And I'm going to snuggle up while the weather outside is frightful. And I'm going to watch a movie. That's Just delightful. Delightful. Yeah, when it's the kind of it's so gross, I do have to put all the lights on and it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's quite nice, isn't it? Big hot beverage. Yeah. Knitwear, no doubt. Oh, I mean, putting a duvet on a sofa why is putting thing. a duvet on a sofa so much better than having a blanket on a sofa or a duvet on a bed? Like, what? what is the... Imp- I think it's because it's more contained. Yeah. The duvet is compressed. Mhm. And it, it makes no sense. Like, that's the same duvet that I slept under. Like, it feels topsy-turvy. Yeah. Ugh. I think it's the novelty. Jessica, you're going first. I do think there is, like, one criteria for rainy day movies. It has to be something you've seen before. Oh, yes. Very like, much so. It has to be... I kind of, oh, I want the film equivalent of a hoodie. like the, But that hoodie that you've had for a while it's and sometimes soft. you've slept in and maybe you've you stuck your thumb through the cuff or something. Some... This is very much comfort watching. Yeah. And not necessarily because you're sad, although a sad rainy day can be a good thing if you need it, but this is something that you need familiarity. Don't yeah. start pushing filmic envelopes at this no. point. Get out your DVD collection. Snuggle in. Jessica. So, number one. Shindless. No. Um, (laughs) Number one. Top hat. See also. Follow the fleet. See also. Swing time. Pretty much anything from the Fred Stair, Ginger Rogers. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. Except the story of Vernon and Irene Castle. Because who cares? How do I elaborate? I mean. There's something about black and white films. And there's the music. And they're so calm. They're calm, but uplifting uplifting, and so harmless, but jolly. Yeah, nothing bad happens. The humour is gentle, but yeah, I know the dramatic, the suspense is always like, oh, will they get, oh, they have. Right, this is my thing uh, about films, is that I, I like films where nothing bad happens. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, films where nice things happen to nice people. The worst kind of film, or television, or fiction of any kind, is where bad things happen to good people. I can't be dealing with that on any level. No, no thank you, sir. I said good day. Whereas this is good things happening to good people and yes. outrageous Italian stereotypes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's going to do an impression the rest. I raised. I can quite remember how it started also. Better not. He prefers spaghetti. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's the badger. Jessica. Yeah. And I also like films where the bad people are not really that bad and they're redeemed at the end. Yeah, there are no villains. In this not in this setup. There are just inconvenient other gentlemen callers. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really need um, an antagonist, particularly. No. Um, Yeah, we've covered Astera Rogers so many times in the podcast, and they're so well-known. So let's move on to uh, number two. Uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, lovely. Definitely has an antagonist, Ursula, with her uh, tentacles. I went to see this in the cinema when I was in reception class, um, because my school used to do trips to the cinema, Once a year, and when you were in reception, you obviously, you know, you're leaving school, so you have to have a partner, so you can walk down the street with them in your two by two. If you're in reception, your partner was from year six, so that you got sort of a a big kid to look after you. And my partner was also called Jessica, and we went and watched the film Mermaid. There you go. I don't think I knew that. It's my memory of 1990 for you. Oh, God. Do you know why I didn't know that? You're a baby. Little spherical baby. Let's not get into this, because I will just go on about how cute I was as a baby. Spherical baby. Uh, super baby and super sister Yeah, cape I can make you a cape You can make yourself can, a cape, you're a professional I can make a cape, do, do do... Know, I'll probably just tie this blanket around my shoulders You are going to be getting pictures later of me with a blanket tied around my So Little Mermaid, again You know, what, what more can I say? Comfortable It's classic Can I go into a, a discussion on this point? Of course, yes Well, I was thinking about Disney films And Little Mermaid, bright, colourful, funny But it's not as kind of over the top as, say, Aladdin which has yes. the genie and the bright colours. It's, it's almost not subdu- lavish. Yes. And I would say, you know, Lilo and Stitch, too bright and colourful. Too Hawaiian for a rainy day. Too many explosions. Well, in that's Lilo and also Stitch. a very good point. There's angry aliens, and also it makes me cry. I think I might watch Lilo and Stitch today. I've been meaning <laughs> to rewatch it for some time. But yeah, you know, The Little Mermaid and some of the more classic princess films, there's a sort of warmth to them, but it's not overly. I can't really yeah. explain it. They're lavish but not loud. Yeah, like Aladdin is like Broadway spectacular. Da, 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 da. Yeah, um, with the marching oh, elephants and the and the people. massive set pieces. What? I'm singing. You know what else I like about The Little Mermaid? Is it's not one of the ones where she sits around waiting for the prince to save her. No, she just gives up her voice and her family for a man she met once. Yes, that's sort of ill-advised, but does largely move the plot along. But at the the end, like, they team up and they do live happily ever after. So, was she wrong? Who's to say? Not us. I don't know. That's what I like about The Little Mermaid. No, what I like about The Little Mermaid is her hair. Number three. Singing in the rain. In A flat. I ain't people. That does have an antagonist, as I just demonstrated. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Singing in the Rain, it's like, it's a classic. Quite literally. Bright colours, songs, dancing, lots and lots of lines that I can just quote straight off now. I mean, I don't really need to watch it, to be honest. I can probably just start the script at the beginning. Dignity. Always dignity. You're a cab. Thanks. Get me a tarantula. Uh, Number four, Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Oh, isn't it lovely? Nice frocks, nice songs, the threat of war. yeah, uh, Yeah. Lee Pace. Be Rotten that. I'll never forget. And uh, number five, Amelie, because she has lovely adventures, and it looks nice, and it's in French. Ooh la la. Oui, so that's my top five. Top five. Number one. number one. This is kind of what made me think about it. My Brambly Hedge DVD. Oh my god, amazing. Not yep. a movie. No. They are stop-motion animation uh, adaptations, shun shuns, of Jill Barklem's Brambly Hedge stories, They did all eight of them, but this DVD only has the non-seasonal ones. You can't actually get season ones currently on DVD. Those are the best ones. And they are very cosy and (laughs) slow-paced. Lee-paced. And adorable. And woodland creatures and picture books and the British countryside. Pretty on brand for me. In the screen adaptation, do they at any point have a cross-section of the tree stumps that they live in? I can't remember. I haven't... I haven't actually rewatched my DVD yet. Alright. Um, I was going to do that the other day, and then I probably watched some BBC4 documentaries because I genuinely cannot stop. I have a problem. So on brand for you. As my friend Ruth says, nothing you ever say surprises me. Number two. It's funny because it's true. Bringing up Baby. Yes, correct. I wanted a, a classic film. There's something about black and white as well on a rainy day. And... There's also something about classic films where the pace is slower. I think that's what it is. That's what I like about Astaire and Rogers is it's just slower. They're going to get there. Just take the time, let's stop and have a little sit down and maybe a dance along the way. Exactly. There's something just about the way scenes begin and end. There's a a moment to pause. You don't have the fast cutting. You don't have the rapid fire of lines. But that's not to say that they're not as funny. Bring up Baby Exquisite, Catherine Hepburn, perfect. I can't give you anything but love, baby. Number four. I'm trying to decide. No, I'm going to go for this one. While you were sleeping. Now, I know that While you were sleeping is our traditional Boxing Day film, but there's something very cozy about that. Because it's set in winter, specifically around Christmas and New Year, it's cozy. I have seen it six million times. If anything, that's an underestimate. Oh, it's cozy. I know exactly what's going to happen. Nice music. Lovely cityscapes. Cold weather, bicyclist falling over, terrible. He really hurt himself. Comfort, viewing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I only ever rewatched that on Boxing Day, but I would never dream of watching While You're Sleeping in the Summer. Because, of of course, as Arbam says, when it was released, now in this era of same-day releases, we get films very quickly. But I remember as a child, it would take six months, nine months, for films to arrive in Britain when they'd been released in America. That's why I was trying to work out when I would have seen *The Little Mermaid*, because it released in 1989, but I can't possibly have watched it then. No. That wasn't a school then. While he was sleeping, despite being a film clearly set at... I mean, not just it's a bit snowy. It's, it's about Christmas and New Year. It's set at Christmas. They released it in the height of summer in England. That makes no sense. And I just can't imagine that. But that is a great film. I don't have my own copy. That's just the problem with moving out. So you're like, um, can I i mean i don't have ratatouille luckily it's gone on amazon prime but it's on netflix as well number four I top number hat four. so number five karina karina oh my god genius yes. again right there are a couple of films where if they're on i will i will just watch them karina karina turns up maybe once a year on channel five on a saturday <laughs> afternoon fantastic mr fox miss congeniality miss congeniality that's an evening film and too bright and fizzy karina karina gentle bit sad at the beginning be Goldberg. I love it. It's a very comforting film, even though it is about death. I definitely try and make the traffic lights change every time I cross the road. When we were uh, in New York and I didn't want to cross the road because I thought I'd be arrested for jaywalking, I was blowing traffic lights at stop signs. Honourable mentions, I guess. Yes. Now, you had some caveats on these. I did. My first one is Up. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Because although that's very bright and colourful... gloomy. There's a melancholy. But also, you will be crying forever, so it it balances out. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yes, you've got mail. Yes. Why is that not on my list? There's something too bright about the DVD cover. <laughs> it looks too springtime. Although I know. Yeah, that it's but more then of a lot of it, of it is set in winter, and some of it is Christmas. It's my voice, and, isn't uh, it? No, no, wait, that's and when voice. You... No, that's when her voice. <laughs> Which also I think would work. You could watch it with a candle that would make your apartment smell mossy to, <laughs> to really add to the uh, like the feeling because I think that would be cozy. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it's a miracle I didn't just spit tea down myself, but thank you. <laughs> no problem. If you do want to leave the house, you'd always go to the nut shop where it's fun. Uh, <laughs> the next thing, that thing you do. Oh. I mean, I know I could watch that literally all the time. Strong Tom Hanks theme. That was the one that I've just written down, but I would meant to put on the list previously and you've reminded me of it. Funnily enough, I've been talking about that thing you do a lot at work today because I was walking up the stairs and I could hear one of the chaps I work with about two floors up singing one of the songs from it. So I like ran up the stairs. <laughs> Sort of pointed at him and joined in. It was like, "Oh my God, you watch you know the songs as well." And we just had about those moments. I was like, "Yeah, this is because it was one of the more obscure songs from it." You know, and he's like, "Oh, you like this film?" So that thing you do awesome. Also starring Steve Zahn, actually, is where the link came from because I'd made the ah, uh. you make my apartment smell mossy. Well, here's link. something that won't surprise anyone: Moonrise Kingdom. Yep, because it rains. Yeah, it does. And. It's the best film in the world. As Judge John Hodgman says, it is a perfect film because it achieves every single thing it sets out to do. I love it. I mean, especially the second half, that's more rainy afternoon. The first bit is fine, but the the rain element and the noise flood by Britton. And... Yes, I mean yeah. I feel like if you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you know my feelings on the greatest film ever made. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty set up. This next one doesn't quite tie into our calm, sort of not too bright and go. I've put Legally Blonde because I've watched it so many times and it's like comforting. I was thinking about things like Clueless, Mean Girls, Legally Blonde films I love that I do find very comforting. But on a rainy day, I think they're too. Right, and yeah. slightly uh, yeah, too I, I, I optimistic, which obviously for me is very good, because that's my thing about films. I want an optimistic film. Don't bring me your pessimistic worldview. I don't know, I think if I was cozying in, Legally Blonde definitely more than those other two I mentioned. Yeah, I sort of considered going down the, the teen movie route and the sort of the chick flick route. I suppose you could go with like Sweet Home Alabama or something because that does involve like rain and glue a bit, but it's also like a lot of sort of fluff and sunshine. But I thought Legally Blonde is like cosy. Um, and actually, I think pink sequins are great to lift the, the soul on a gloomy, rainy Saturday afternoon. I'm sorry if I've stolen this from you, but practical magic. That is fine. Because that it's a, fine. it's quite dark and gloomy. Yeah, and it's set in autumn, largely. We haven't really talked about television much, although my Brambly Hedge thing is technically television, but I think that there could be, you know, with the autumn, the sort of New England thing of practical magic, a good little binge of the Gilmore Girls would be perfect yes. for an, a rainy afternoon. Even something like The West Wing. Okay, I've binge-watched The West Wing on a rainy afternoon, and that is great. And I was thinking, like, comedy-wise, not a 30 Rock, maybe Parks and Rec. 30 yes. Rock, too manic. Parks and Rec, a good, happy world to yeah. be in for a bit. I uh, I did watch Practical Magic the other day, because it was Halloween. Um, those are all my top fives. Okay, I've got a few more in the Legally Blonde kind of theme. I did also put down Romy and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Got While You're Sleeping, so the caveats arrive now. So While you were Sleeping, but it, obviously it has to be Christmas. hmm kind of you know gleamy day or just boxing day I've got Empire Records I like things that are contained within one day like Miss Pettigrew lives for a day and Empire Records the action in both films takes place within 24 hours I don't know why that seems to work quite well for this like idea because they've got a limited amount of time to sort of sort everything out and so have we it's like this day is the rainy day I'm going to save it and I'm going to do that yeah my last one uh final caveat uh, if you're also feeling a little bit poorly mm-hmm. the 1985 Anne of Green Gables starring Megan Follies and Jonathan Crombie. <laughs> Perfection. Ah, oh, yes. And if you're still feeling a little bit poorly later, the 1987 sequel to Anne of Green Gables, sorry, <laughs> we can follow and Jonathan Grumby. Gosh, yes. That would be perfect. Kind of want to watch it now, but then I would lose my entire day. hmm Also, I don't own it. And that is my top five. Excellent. Rosie. Yes. Jessica. What is your Greyhound's no song? My song week? is Johnny Flynn. He's the artist. And the song is called Detectorists and is the theme tune to the television programme Detectorists, which, by the way, is a perfect sitcom in the way that Moonrise Kingdom is a perfect film in that it achieves all of its artistic aims. It sets out its own stall. I watched an episode of that the other day. It's so gentle and funny. I mean, it's probably laugh-out-loud funny, but it's just great. And the episode ended the other day, and I thought, I can't believe the episode's ended. It just goes by so quickly because it's so perfect. It's on BBC Four. I urge everyone to watch it. Jessica, what is your snack? My snack is ginger cake. Mine is sweet potato cake. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, I'd be happy with just a sweet potato, to be honest. <laughs> you only know roast them, and they get that kind of amazing caramel syrup. Oh my is goodness! I roast, slow roasted a big batch of autumn vegetables because I got an in and cold box. I wasn't expecting. Whoops! I roasted a butternut squash, two sweet potato, and a couple of carrots. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Um, the sweet potato cake was baked by Lucy as mentioned earlier and she brought it to my birthday party I had to chop it up and freeze it or well, she in fact chopped it up and froze it for me and that was the last slice that I had yesterday but that's okay because now I can defrost the apple and L grey cake that Mavis made <laughs> by the way my excellent on to the next needle and fed. needle and fed. so you baked brownies I made some brownies just chocolate brownies um, do you think I've made anything else no I've not been baking because I've got so much cake and biscuits left over I mean we are a month on from my birthday, and I'm still eating up cake and biscuits from the party. Amazing. Nearly done. Uh, but I made uh, sausage and cider and apple and onion casserole thing yesterday. I saw your tweet yesterday, that looks good. I mean, I don't eat sausages, but... You do drink cider, so... I do drink cider. It was really chopped good. Chop some onions into it, jobs a good. I was about to cook some broccoli to have as my vegetable with my Sunday lunch, and I realised that the, the broccoli was a bit sad, so instead I chopped the broccoli up and made broccoli soup, which I didn't eat that day, I froze. Um, So not so much on the fed front, but plenty on the needle. So I made mini Kermode and Mayo for Lucy. I'll put a picture of that up because I'm very, very pleased with them. They do actually look like the people they are meant to. And my mystery knit along is going great guns. This is by Barbara Prime of Fuzzy Mittens Knitting Patterns on Ravelry. And I started on my birthday and then a couple of weeks went by and I wasn't really knitting it so much. So I caught up over the last two weeks and it's very clearly going to be a red panda now. I have knitted the first five weeks. We are waiting for week six, which is the final clue. And that comes out on Friday, which will be the head. And it's a little red panda in a karate uniform. And I got to do the stripy tail this week and that was great fun. And I'm knitting in cotton for the first time. And that is very satisfying. It comes out very nicely when I've run out of that... To do which I currently have I'm knitting my Scheherazade shawl which I've picked up again and I've done the main bit of the body and I've started on the border and you think oh the border will go quite quickly because there are you know these charts I mean there are like 40 rows in total then you yeah. remember that each row has mm, currently 250-ish stitches yeah I've it's been there yesterday I thought oh I'll just finish this row it's only purling it'll be really easy because then I want to move on uh, 15 minutes later, I was done. Right. <laughs> but it's really good fun, and I'm really enjoying knitting with the beads. And it should come out quite well. And it's also not taking as much wool as I thought, because I'd bought some cream to go on the border in case I ran out, and I'm not sure I will at this point. Yeah, so that's coming along nicely. Awesome. How's your tunic going um i've sort of ground to a halt a little bit it just i sort of put it down and picked it up mm-hmm. again really uh but it will continue it will get finished are you knitting anything at the moment no i sort of i wanted to find a pattern for for a christmas jumper but i wanted something short sleeved it's a sort of similar shape to the land girl jumper so maybe i'll just have a go at land girl but with christmasy colors because i don't mind it. it doesn't have to be like rudolph on the front or anything I might just do some Fair Isle, but in sort of, you know, red and cream and the green kind of thing. So it looks festive. But yeah, struggling to find a pattern I liked, so that was sort of shelved a bit. I spent a long time over this weekend uh, sorting out my Ravelry favourites, doing some planning. Mainly doing my queue, because I realised a lot of things I'd favourited and not queued, so now I have queued them. I mean, it's like several years worth of knitting and not other things I'm planning on knitting, but there we go. It's all beautifully tagged and tidy and... I, I'm very pinnickety on how my rivalry is, so Okay. Mine's uh mine not so much. What but have we seen, seen this week? What have we seen this week? week? Hey. Hey, Jessica and I have access to two different television systems, but we both have access to two different twenty four hour Christmas movie channels. Yeah we do. I've got Christmas twenty four oh, and wow. you've got True Christmas, I think. True Christmas, I have Freeview Channel eighty two. I think mine is Virgin four one nine and they show crappy made for television movies. All Christmas, all the time. Except at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning when I think they show two episodes of The Waltons. Oh, I get two hours of teleshopping between 5 and 7am. Right. Which I would put as the second least likely time for me to be watching Christmas movies. The two hour slot. I would think the only time less likely is between 3 and 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah, imagine waking reasonable. up at 6.30 and being like, I mm, better watch a Christmas movie. Uh, Channel 5 every weekend is now showing a couple of Christmas movies. I did video some and then realised I don't actually want to have these on my DVD. Uh, if I want to watch Christmas movie, I'll just watch whatever's on. Put, TV put the on. But several of them included television's Dean Kane, one of which of where he was did. a lawyer defending Father Christmas for a crime he did not commit. Defending Santa? Yes. I think that was on yesterday. I didn't watch it. I haven't actually watched any of them yet. No. It, the point is not to watch them, it's to have access to them. The other day, last Monday, I did watch one that was called An Evergreen Christmas, but it was very, Christmas was not the emphasis, it was very festive light, so it wasn't like a christmas movie. That. So Any any is coming to town, I'm saving for December. Yeah. And then it will truly be time for Operation Get Festive. And holidayish movies. With we'll holidayish movies, obviously. With a vengeance. Can't wait. Here's a little article I read. It's called, If you send a sloth to space, you better expect it to nap. That was brilliant. For International Sloth Day, NASA's human exploration research analogue, Hera, investigated what would happen if a sloth went to space, and they demonstrated this with a really cute toy sloth, and they took loads of pictures in the style of Roxy and Rigby, doing yep. things around NASA, holding space food, napping. It's adorable. Climbing on stuff. Adorable and educational. Trying to use various bits of machinery. Couldn't they were designed for humans. An exercise bike. Couldn't its little legs weren't long enough. Mm-hmm. The decision it reached was maybe Sloth wouldn't make particularly great astronaut. Oh well. Yeah, cute. It Happy jobs. Well, the clouds are rolling in. I might it watch Bramblinghops this afternoon. I might go shopping and try and buy some new boots because my other ones well they stopped being watertight last winter. Eey. They're sort of. I was having a look at them yesterday while I was wearing them. and I thought these these I think are on their way out. So I think it's winter boot time. So that's my aim. That's my aim for the day. Excellent. And then I'm going bowling with the brownies. Oh, that sounds like great fun. Yeah. I'm going for a Chinese with our aunt. Lovely. Goodbye. Enjoy And Thank you. You too. I love it. Everyone else hates it. I'm the happy as Larry, whoever Larry is. He's very whoever happy. Whoever Larry was, he was having a lovely time. We will talk to you in a fortnight. Goodbye. Goodbye. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosyandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at sayhello to rosyandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at The Day of fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash